you would book for a brow treatment and you would go in and you as the service provider would do what they want, what they need, you know, whether it's like a waxing, a tinting. A full meal, a consultation, Anything. whatever you yeah. day. But you have the time booked instead mm -hmm. of upselling. Welcome to Beauty Babble. Today's episode is all about brows. I'm very excited for this one because I had a unibrow growing up. So <laughs> brows are close and dear to my heart. <laughs> yes. Well, brows is a lot more than what I think we realize, you know, and actually I shouldn't say that now. I mean, if you look at, you know, social medias and stuff, like you look at the brows, I mean, people are spending a lot of money to, to have that perfect brow that they feel is it right. But yeah, this, this came across in some of the research I was doing. And for our listeners, did you know that there's still free resources online? And this one is Skin Inc. It's a great, great, I used to always subscribe to the actual hard magazine, like it came and delivered. I'd be so excited for it because it, it just talked about everything. And so you can have this online and look for yourself. You can see they give tips, ideas, they talk business, they talk customer service, they, they interview other people in the industry. It's actually a great reference. And it came across this one about brows and some of the little subtle things about it, of how if you don't offer brow services, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean you have to do like waxing and things like that. Maybe that's not your, your jam in this industry and that's okay. But something so simple to brows can be done with their natural brows. But, you know, how do you kind of begin with it? So I thought, you know, as we chatted, we thought this would be an interesting episode to kind of, well, what about the brows? Mm -hmm. How do we even start? What do we look for? What do you think? You know? And it is timely because I don't know anyone who can go through their feed and not see that fluffy brow or, you know. Right. But I do remember when I was doing services, I would have people who would just come in for brow wax almost to test. That would be like the first thing they would do. And it always blew my mind because like, why are you testing with your brows? Yeah. Now I think it's a totally different environment though. I don't think people do that anymore. They don't come to test with their brows to see, you know, if they want to see you or not. That is really kind of like a whole treatment on its own. Right. Yeah. For sure. I think too that if, okay, for there's two ways we can kind of talk about today. One is how do you even bring brows into your uh, business or your service offering, or you're in this industry right now and you are offering brow services. And typically let's, you know, let's go to the, the classic brow waxing shaping. You know, it's an in and out. We've been trained that that's a fast service. You can get them in and out and move on type of thing. But I think 15 minutes think we used to be booked. How how long? 15. Exactly, right? So if you could bang out you know, four people in that time frame, right? And I get it. I really do understand that. I think though we're missing a little something. Like you said, there is people that just came in for the brow wax. You know, and if we want to honor that service and and really hone in on, you know, what do you, what do your clients want? Like, what are you servicing here? Are you just in and out quick, go, 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 because you're amazing and, and that's great. Um, but I think a lot of people are getting this industry because of that holistic side of it, that I want to serve. I'm so passionate about this. I want to give. I want to, 
you know, so it, how do you put that into a brow wax when it hurts and you're red and you're, and it could go wrong, you know, like there's a lot of factors to it or the client's disappointed, you know? So I think there's a few things that uh, we can share to our viewers of maybe one, what are the things you should consider before starting? Or maybe you're in it and you kind of forgot about it because you've been doing it for so long. So, you know, it is about the client. It's your client's style. You hopefully will know their likes and dislikes. I used to show pictures. You know, I'd have, well, here's some pictures, not of clients, of, of models or, or anything. So what are you looking for? What do you think works? And then I'd reference their natural shape. It's like, it's like hair, right? I can't say, well, I, I really want my hair to be like JLo's hair. Look at my hair. <laughs> I can't. It's not going to happen. She goes, no. And I do actually tease my hairstylist. I, today, I want to be JLo when I'm done. <laughs> so anyways, I mean, there's a little truth in it, but nice and gentle. But then explaining their natural brow shape to their face shape and their eye positioning. I mean, it is a technique. There's a reason why brow mapping was created. So it doesn't go wrong. But, and I think the other side of that too, is like, that's teaching your client mm -hmm. as well to recognize what they, you know, what, what would be appealing to them. So then, you know, helping them to do a fuller brow for that night out, you know, how do they apply the cosmetic side of it? Maybe they don't want it to be a permanent thing. They just want a temporary thing to spruce it up. So, you know, that special event, so helping them understand, so taking that time and showing them the difference, I think is a big part that people forget is I always did one side first and then show them so they could see the difference of the two. I mean, now you could take pictures if your clients allow you to do it. But I think when you do one side versus the other, it really shows. But if you give them a side-by-side -side view of their brows, I mean, technology has come a long way. So that's another way you could do it. And keep it because that really helps them to see the differences of what you do. It's really an art. I yeah. mean, it's an art and it's a technique that not everyone can master, but you can practice it. And if you do the, we'll call it the science behind the shaping, then you should never go wrong. And you'll always deliver that perfect brow for that client, right? I think it's important when you're doing that, like the educating part, the consultation part of it. I used to always have clients who are like, oh, I just want to clean up. What does that mean to you? Right? Like, what is it you really want? Do you want me to do this? Do you, I usually like do prodding questions? Like, do you yeah. mean this? Do you, you know, yeah. and hand them a mirror yeah. and say, show me what you mean. It's and then so asking what you don't like, what don't you like about brass? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you, they don't know what they want, but they know what they don't want. <laughs> a lot is of times we all do. We know what we don't want. <laughs> Exactly. And that, yeah. And that in. So knowing what to avoid and then being in touch with reality as well is important because I have had clients who've come in with a picture and this was before I did microblading and there was the henna and all that. And I was just like, how do you want me to do that? <laughs> like, it's not your brow shape. Like yeah. <laughs> now I can, but I couldn't then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's like you said, I mean, you could take it from uh, tweezing be painful long period of time but that's okay too you do the waxing or like you said microblading or PMU that semi-permanent tattooing which you know is great in the last a few years which is good too because the other thing too that people in this industry remember that as we age and I can I can reference this now 
your brows get less and less. And I knew that. And I used to talk my clients that when they were young, wanting the thin, thin, thin brow, I said, oh, let's not do it because, you know, eventually, you know, it will thin out a little bit and then you're not going to have much, especially if you take it all off. Because back in the, ooh, when was that? Was that the 60s where they used to take it all off and then pencil it in? Oh, I can't remember. So I learned from, from clients that went through all that. Now they're older and they have no brows. At all. So thank God for yeah. PMU and microblading, right? For them, then yeah. they can have something back. But you know, to keep in mind, as you get older, they do thin and just remind that of your clients too. You don't want to encourage that. I never really wore a thin, thin brow, but I can tell you that mine thinned out quite a bit in the last few years as I'm getting older. <laughs> it's just I was, a, I was a teenager in the 90s. You should have seen how thin my brows are. Anyone who knows me knows I have, like I said, I kicked it off with, I had a unibrow, like I had the thickest brows. I The work I put into making those things so thin. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I remember it's my graduation picture from high school. I said, oh my God, look at all my brow. I've got a lot of brow happening there. <laughs> I don't know. It's completely different. But, you know, back to this, like if you have that client, typically when they brow acting, if they're not doing anything else, then they're probably on that more natural level, which is, is totally fine. But there's still things you can offer to them. Like brow gels are really nice. They, they'll help uh, define the brow a little more. It's really easy for them. Again, show them how to use it. I see the difference on some people I know when they use it, when they don't, because I've asked them, please tell me, I want to, I'm going to, can I just pick on you for a little while? And I'm going to try to guess when you're not using it. Cause I mean, oh my God, your brows are beautiful. And they're so natural with brow gel. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. But anyway, so, you know, you can do that. You can also offer like the, the hennas or the tints after it just really helps to define the brows just be mindful of the pigment you're choosing again does it does it is it what's the word i'm looking for compatible to the person you're you're is it going to help them or is it going to stand out i remember a client of mine coming in she was blonde and blue-eyed she phoned me she was i need your help I said, what's going on she was just can i come in stop in no problem this time to this time's good she comes in and I saw her come in. She just had black eyebrows, like black, dark black. And I tried not to, you know, change my face at all because I had no idea why she's coming. Like, oh my God, they look like duct tape across them. You know, it was oh, it's awful. And she goes, I just got my brows done. They were practicing. I was a model. I said, oh, okay, what was it? Tint. Okay, it'll come out. It's gonna wash out. It will come out. Don't worry. It was tint. Thank goodness. It was just tint. It was a long time ago. There was not a lot of, you know, permanent makeup happening. Good. Right. But anyways, and that's why I said, I'll wash out. But again, because the person doing the service, that's what they did for themselves. So they gave the same thing. Mm -hmm. I love my brows. So this is what I do. It was one of those situations. Like, no, no, no. This is not about you and your, especially brows. Brows is like hair, right? You've got, you have to really focus on the person that you're, have in front of you anyway so luckily it did and then you know I did say well you know I do this service right why didn't you come to oh but you're so busy I said don't ever hesitate like and that's when you get really busy that's the downfall clients want a last minute thing and they don't think they can get in and that was a business strategy I had to change I went okay I got to make sure they know to call me regardless and then I'd fit them in I would find a way yeah you betcha I would but anyway so 
the other side of that is like, you know, can you have like a, a bundle browse service, like make it fun and unique and like a true service to the brows when they come out and say, oh my God, like who doesn't love leaving their hairstylist? Mm-hmm. You know, I think probably 99% of the time it's, it's good, right? And you want that feeling when you leave. And I think brows do that as simple as eyebrows are, you know, it's that wow factor that I've always talked about. Brow service is another one, right? You got to, how do you wow them? To say, oh my God, I just feel amazing now. You know, transformation of the brows is huge on people's faces and well, for themselves. It's, just, it's a defining feature of your face. It's, yeah, it's a big, the, that wow factor is there for sure. I like the idea of bundling. So then in that case, you would book for a brow treatment and you would go in and you, you as the service provider would do what they want, what they need, you know, whether it's like a waxing, a tinting. A full meal, consultation, anything. whatever you do yeah. today. But you have that. the time booked instead mm-hmm. of upselling. Well, you know yeah. that, Doreen. And if you've been listening to this, you guys know I'm not a fan of upselling. No. No one wants to be upsold to anything because it's not genuine. Yeah. It's not, it's just not genuine. You're not servicing. But I think if it's part of it and that could, you know, allow the time. Brow shaping can take, I mean, I, there's times I've spent 45 minutes on someone mm-hmm. for their eyebrow, right? Because, and that was just the shaping and getting it ready and the brow mapping. And then I'm like, boom, 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 done. But I think if you allow the time, of course you have to allow the cost of your time for sure. Are yeah. you going to do, you know, a brow lamination? Are you going to do like, what would look good on this person? You sit down and you explain for your eyebrows. I think this, this, and this would be great. Just like skincare service, right? Just like your hairstylist says, what are we doing today? Hopefully Mm -hmm. they say that to you. I mean, I sit down, she's just being courteous to me to ask me because I just sit, just do your thing. (laughs) I know, do your thing. You're not going to look crazy, right? (laughs) She's known me for a long time. But I think if we, if you're looking to up your ante in this industry, what will make you unique? brow service bundling idea, like call it like a treatment. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I mean, I think it's a cool idea. It also saves you time. So you think about, and your client's time, I think is essential to understand. So you come in, you do a brow wax and okay, you're good. And you're booked, right? You're booked, bang, bang, bang. You got people behind you. And you say, you know what would look really good on you is the brow lamination and a tint. That would be, that'd look really good. But I don't have time for you. Let's rebook that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. have the offering there or, and maybe you can call it brow waxing or your brow treatment and just explain in your description the difference of the two. So if someone suggests you a brow wax, good. But having that option there already, that could be something. And, and you know, some people, like you said, I had clients that they came in just for a brow. That's what they could do for their time and financially, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's what interested them most. That was the treat to them to have their brows done and yeah. I think that's a big part of it right your first appointment with that client is going to be your longest right like to have that space so that because as you're talking I'm thinking well you know if I'm booking an hour or 45 minutes for an eyebrow what if they come in and they just want their brows wax now I have all this free time and I'm not I can't charge the same price for Correct. so right so how I think having that space and having it be your first consultation you weave that in there as well so it's a little bit more because you're doing a consultation mm-hmm. you're doing all of that stuff I think that 
can offset it. And then you start to know your client and you can book them accordingly. You know, oh, they always do this or whatever. Right. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, a consultation is always necessary, even if, even if it's not, you know, even if they're just coming in for a bow whack. Uh, we always allowed extra time the first time that client came in. They were a first time. It was essential that the front person, mm -hmm. receptionist or guest greeter or whatever, guest services, would understand that. Have you been here before? Have you had your brows waxed before? Ever shaped in any way? Mm -hmm. So then I always said, you need to give that extra time. Yeah. Right. Not every place does that though. Just, I know. Know, brows I know. are usually like a quick in and out. And it's like, if you have 15 minutes, I could have a 15 minute consultation. Like it, that's not enough time to, to do yeah. all of it. So mm -hmm. if you are in control of your own time and schedule, that is definitely something to, to do. That owner, awesome. You're an owner listening to this right now. And you, you never realize, cause of course you're looking at financially, how many services need to go through that room in a day or per hour or however you figure that out. That's okay. I understand that you have to run a business. You have overhead. It's expensive. I get it. I completely understand that side. But that first meeting, that first meeting is setting everything up for success. Yeah. If you treat it as an in and out service, then they'll just bounce around. Those yeah. are the clients that you're going to get and they won't commit to you. That's my take on it. But when you're there to care and, and, or whatever it may be, we've done it before. It's like, you know what? I, you need a brow tint today and they forgot to add it on. Oh, I didn't even think I just wanted my brows done. And I assume, and the front desk just thought, that's why they look at the history mm -hmm. of the client. You pop it up. Oh, Jereen, you've been here before. Let me just pull you up. So then you can see. And then that's when you offer and explain. And that saves you any disappointment created for your client. Yeah. It's all in the the, the details. I'll call that the details of everything. Well, it's, we talk about this a lot, but it's building relationships and connection with your clients and not treating them like that in and out because that's where the the long-term relationship comes into play when they feel that they're being taken care of and it's more connected service than just a quick well I there's think. there are some people who who think that they're in this industry to make money and that is their focus and that's okay that's your jam you focus on that you do you a lot more of the people that i meet are in it for the passion mm -hmm. the service I want to just help them feel good, look good, like whatever that means to them. So this is who we're speaking to right now. And if you're not that person, maybe you should think a little bit about, you know, how would this weave into your game style of business? Like, could you do this? How does this look? What would that look financially for you to do? Because I think we're missing these little opportunities. I remember, you know, like I had a VIP program in mind for clients that I developed and it worked out well for me and in, in the business and for my staff. And there was sometimes staff would be surprised that you don't so has one. I said, yeah. And she said, well, she just eyebrows. That's okay. I, I, it, but you know, I made the discretions and I would explain why people were offered that VIP versus maybe some others that weren't, they have to understand these were long, long, long time clients of mine. I know that they would cut, would have come to, to me or to us, I'll say to the business for the service if they chose it, they refer, they did what they like. It's just that rapport that you build with your clients and then you'll know, right. I think that's a huge part, but absolutely. Yeah. But back to the brows. I mean, I know you and I can carry on about this whole thing because we agree <laughs> on that 
outside of it so much, right? But, uh, oh yeah. You know, but as professionals, we'll say like that little extra brow waxing session, like if you add it on, but how do you make it memorable? I think is an important part because it does, it's everything. Have you met anybody that waxing went wrong or brow shaping went wrong? I have, that they're yeah. really, really disappointed. That's a long time to grow back. I had one girl that that phoned last minute, was driving by, stopped in. Oh my God, someone help me. That's uneven. So we took a brow and cosmetic brush and said, listen, just do it like this for now. And oh my God, thank you so much. What do I owe you? I said, oh no, please don't. Like, and it was sincere. I felt so bad for her. She was crying. She was upset. Mm. Like it, it's everything to them. And I get it. And I think she had a special event coming that weekend is why she did it. You can't and <laughs> yeah, you can't, right? And so I remember just going through it with her and she thought that was amazing. And then of course she became a client, but you know, it, and that's the thing is when you, when you're going through it, it is, there's a reason why you get trained properly mm -hmm. is number one and really appreciate why it takes so long to do brow mapping. And I think, I think microblading and, and PMU the, it can understand this side very much so because I think you take it to a different level because now you know this is semi-permanent this is going to be a while before it goes away yeah. so your 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 way of thinking is different but waxing's the same thing because even though it's temporary you've just impacted that person for the next six weeks oh, and yeah. forever after that right yeah. so make it a really good memorable experience when you're offering your brow services I think because it sets it apart too that's what's going to make you Again, how do you stand apart from the competition and maybe not the competition, but how do you just set stand yourself up. up as a unique service that you provide, you know, yeah. and putting your touch onto it, however, that may be is important. Right. And I think people like, well, I don't, I just want to specialize in mm -hmm. and they choose one thing that's okay to do. But, you know, if you look financially, is this something that you could do and add in, maybe you're looking to add something in. And I don't think people realize that not everybody wants to do microblading and permanent makeup, but they still want their brows done. Yeah. So what can you offer and what kind of training do you need? What are they going to teach you? What are the products? I mean, that's another thing. Well, let's talk about wax. I mean, there's so many waxes out there in, in to offer, but how do you choose your quality of wax and don't chin out, don't shortcut your wax because mm -hmm. it impacts the, the result right after how red they are how much did it hurt what's the healing process you know strip waxing versus hard wax soft versus hard right and i think i think people have to recognize i mean it's come a long ways from and go back to what never would have gone away from strip waxing i thought the other one was worse pick 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 and trying to get it off <laughs> and then you didn't set it right and it broke in your hand and like i'm telling you pulmonary waxes have come Thank God is all I can say. Yeah. It's forgiving. It's, um, it doesn't adhere to your skin as much, right? So it's not like stuck on the skin. You're ripping off that. Not, yeah, it's not as painful. I mean, it's still painful, yeah. but it's not as painful. And painful. it's not as like, I always described it like, you know, when somebody would get a, especially like say for the bikini or Brazilian, it almost like, it felt like you were beating them up <laughs> with the soft wax, you know? With the hard wax, I always felt like it was just that, bit more gentle a little less red it's it made, mm -hmm. it made everybody's life a lot easier 
Yeah. And I mean, and products have come a long way. The after wax, I mean, you know, well, my son has done it. And from where I started doing waxing to where it is now, like he, he was even shocked. He used to, by the next day, he was still a little red from it. Yeah. But when I changed it to a palm liner based wax and understood why this was beneficial within half an hour. And yeah. uh, mind you, I have to add, I, I do use the post products, which make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But the calmness of the skin, like he's like, oh my God, I can actually go out with my girlfriend tonight, and not feel like it's on fire, you know? And I told him, he didn't believe me when we did this, this is um, a few years back now, but take a picture of yourself. And then I want you to send me a picture in 30 minutes. So by the time he drove home, he took a pic and he showed me, he goes, oh my God, mom, look at this. This is great. So it, it does, it does yeah. make a difference. If you've never used it and you're not sure, reach out to your your distributor, like ask them, mm-hmm. what's the difference with this? Do you have this? Can you show me, teach me? I mean, you guys, if you're, if you're buying product, well, I shouldn't say if it's online, that could be different. Maybe they don't have an educator there or someone to help you with it. It's just fail. Then maybe you want to reach out to someone that does have education to help teach you yeah. how to use it properly. One that you're not wasting your product because it is a little more it's a little more expensive than your traditional honey waxes and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're using less if you're doing it properly. So there's a lot of aspects. So do your research, reach out. Someone should be teaching you how to use their product. And I say that with everything that you purchase, Absolutely. there should be yeah. something education and like that mentorship. Like you feel like you can go mm-hmm. back and ask the questions numerous times over without us rolling our eyes. <laughs> oh, you again. Just kidding. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And the, the, the people who, whose product it is, they know they've already like, you don't have to go through the learning curve of that product or whatever it is. It's like, just skip all that and get the info from the, yeah, like I tell my story about my son. Like, this is why I switched to a Palmer yeah. box. I mean, and it all, if you look out there, there's so many more of it. Like whereas, you know, 15 years ago, um, there, it wasn't quite the same or the cost was like, much more that you just like oh my god how am I going to manage that right so I understand that but I think you know when people look at that synthetic resins that are out there you want to really look at what's not the whole purpose is to remove the hair not the skin so what's going to help me to cause less trauma to that skin right and then you look at the eye area the eye lift if you keep pulling that elasticity you're affecting the skin. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things to it in the future you have to look yeah. at with that. But I mean, eye air is so gentle. I mean, you can lift accidentally and be a pro waxer and it still can happen. I mean, things go wrong to anybody, but Absolutely. really choosing and understanding the why behind the wax is I think important too. So, you know, it's called a, what is it called? Well, there's palm, pulmonary base and then there's co-pulmonary. So you can find those in the wax brands. If you're, if you're out there just reach out to your distributor, ask them, do do you have any of these types of waxes Hmm. as an option and who's there to help me with it? Right. But yeah. And what else, what else did I get from that article? That was some of the things that, that you and I have chatted before about, but like I said, the, you know, shaping the brows and art. And I think if you look at it that way, Mm -hmm. you have a little more respect because no one creates art fast. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, that, you know, having that client that comes in kind of you were talking about wanting to specialize in one thing and not but that wax client that eyebrow client I should say 
that can become a client of other things that can lend into your whatever it is you specialize in because absolutely yes I, I don't know why clients in my experience I've had I had a lot of first-time clients that came in for an eyebrow wax and I was just like I wouldn't see anyone for the first time for an I know personally but no I think I think referrals were big yeah <laughs> I did have first time but they were referred by a, a, a client doing something else like oh go there they know what they're doing like it became yeah. that reputation right yeah but I, I think and that could be why the first time like oh but they're really good in there so yeah true yeah that could be it but <laughs> no yeah brow for the first time ever not having nothing done not knowing the place that parade yeah I mean <laughs> even like training other estheticians or doing like I you could if you want to train on waxing legs or whatever I was always game but no one was allowed to touch my brows <laughs> train on somebody else <laughs> yes even to this day, if I'm at a waxing convention or a, or anything like that, and they said, can we do your brows? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, I got nothing left. So what are you yeah. going to do? <laughs> but I think like all that just goes to illustrate, like they are important to people. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you can't hide them and setting yourself apart in the brow area, in that brow service, I think is really, it's a unique space to be in. And it's just adds a little bit of, you know, oomph to your service and uniqueness to what you offer your clients yeah and it's, it's such a perfect time to build that rapport that relationship and then you really understand it's like oh my god no I totally don't like those eyebrows oh why don't you like them I think they would look good on you oh because of this and they tell you their dislikes or their story exactly. and then it leads to something else or you know but and there's things you can do too that always the two estheticians that worked for me that they they had their favorite or their specialty we'll call it but if it don't close off to the fact of, I mean, I'm, I'm picking on the brow wax right now because it's hard to do, right? It's an art. Like we said, you're creating a masterpiece for your client, mm -hmm. right? It's huge. And they didn't want the pressure. What if I mess up? Well, if you follow these steps and you show them what you're doing and why you're doing it to prevent that from happening, I think that's part of it. And you become more confident the more often you do it. Yeah. But you just don't go in saying, yeah, I got this and boom, 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 you're done. You still need to, you know, somehow, yes, you could look at a person and know what shape. Some, some people are a lot easier to do it than others, but mm -hmm. we forget that our brows are shaped differently on each side of our face. Symmetry is up or down on one side versus the other. And now you're really going to emphasize that. And that's everybody. If you don't know that, talk to a, a permanent makeup artist or a microblading artist, right? They're going to tell you, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. They just never permanently one higher than the other. I had a saying for my clients for wax services. I would always tell them your brows, they're sisters. They're not twins. Yeah. So we're going to make them look good, but they're not going to look. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. true. Look at my brows. They're sisters. They're not twins. And it's just the case for. <laughs> yeah. I've used that in the trainings. Like when I've done wax trainings for people, they don't, no, no, no. Or they don't, you don't recognize what happened because you're maybe, you know, newer to the industry and you've done people who are a little easier to do, right? And you get that one person, especially as we get older, things change. Mm -hmm. Or medically things happen. Bell's palsy, for example, can affect someone's side of their face mm -hmm. just a little bit, a stroke. You know, there's a lot of factors and you don't know what clients you're going to have, but you can set it up for success by telling, listen, I'm going to wax, but I can tell that this is really going to show the difference in your eyebrow. 
Yeah. Right. So can you, can you add henna? Could you add, like, how can you manipulate what your canvas is? Right. Mm -hmm. And you look at it. And I think those are the special touches that we have to look at. So if you're going to do like a brow treatment per se, you know, what are things you do? Like, can you offer an eye mask? Could you offer um, those silicone um, masks that help to soften the area? Well, do the bottom while you're doing the top. Like oh, there's so that. many things you could do like with the brows, it's endless what you can do. You just be unique, right? And mm -hmm. something cooling, like those cooling globes are cool. Could you do that to cool it down? Is it a gua sha after to just soften and cool, like put them in cold water? right to cool it and now you're just softening and now you're adding for lymphatic you know that the chance of a, that histamine reaction to it maybe that's going to soothe it a little bit more and and calm the area down because now you're working with lymphatic as well and then bringing down the inflammation in the skin as well I mean there's a lot of things you can do with that I love that skin. idea and you're adding to that holistic treatment too right yeah yeah exactly. finishing it off with that nice touch yeah. And then finishing off like with, you know, if you're doing brows and I, depending what your after product is, I wouldn't necessarily put an eye cream or eye serum, but I would still do a little, you know, little dab on the corners and help them out with it. And you're boosting in that area. Right. It's like, and on that note, like, what do you have, you know, for their home care so they can take care of their brows after and, and have the softness of the brow. Cause they do tend to get a little bit thicker and sometimes out of control and is it a brow gel something some do you throw it like I don't know the cost of it but do you throw it into it into your inclusive you know all-inclusive treatment that you're offering here there's so many things to do you just have to be really you know be the browista right <laughs> like that phrasing <laughs> the browista I know it's so funny I saw that I, I stole that by the way oh like, I thought you made it up <laughs> no no I can't take credit when I said to the browista god I love that that this is, is so cool you are becoming an artist you are creating the canvas you're finishing this masterpiece for your client and it's you're gonna you know go home they're gonna go home with it and make it memorable and so it's all just about brows like mm -hmm. whoever thought you could just take it to a whole other level and you know if you're not doing it like just don't think too hard about this just really look at was well, this something I could do you know mm -hmm. and act on it do it like call your distributor find out first do they carry what you need yeah. will they offer assistance on they're not going to teach you how to brow wax like you need to know what you're doing you need to be certified in something you can't just say would be an example I do nails and, and now I want to do brow waxing. Well, you need to take a course to mm -hmm. understand what you're doing for sure. But is there something that they help you with? So then you you can continue with that new service or new training and, you know, figuring out how you can stand out a bit more. And you're delivering, you know, that little extra special thing to your clients now. Like right now, we've got to be creative and really think about what we want to do with the clients we have. And even if you're already doing it now, just change the name of it. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? The all, what did you call it? The all in brows? Or what was, what was that at the beginning? You said something. What I did I say? Oh, I can't remember that. I can't even remember. All about brows is what I said. All about brows, I guess. And it's like that <laughs> whole service brow, that unique mm -hmm. brow treatment that's all in and explain what it is. And and in their description, you should say, if you're waxing, well, this is what we use because it will be this and this for you. Like give yeah. them 
without a huge paragraph, right? You want to keep it simple, but really explain, I think. I think it's a huge part because our society likes to be educated. They want to know why and what you're using. Yeah. Don't underestimate them. That can be stuff you can share on your social media too. Like, do you know why I use this? And, you know, kind of building out that your platform from an education perspective too. We all want to do, we all do our research before doing many things, right? And you got to assume your clients would be the same. So being able to have that information somewhere where they can access is really great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that was a lot about brows, but hopefully it becomes unique. I want to go do my brows now. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe it's going to make you think about what you're going to do. And if you're not sure, ask your client. Yeah. I've done that. I did my own in-house surveys all the time. Hey, I really want your opinion, your client here. You know, I, I cherish having you as my client here. I really value your input and your information. This is about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. I'm thinking of doing this and this. What do you think? What advice would you give me as a client? And they'll share. If you have that rapport, they'll share with you. Right? That's a really good suggestion. That's called doing a needs analysis. Is there an, is there a market for that new service? There <laughs> you go. The business side of it all, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, just like I said, Make it unique. You know, I think in that article, they they mentioned that all-inclusive experience. And I shared with you, Doreen, that way back, I remember being at an all-inclusive resort. My kids were really little. And I said, what do I love about this? That it's all there. Like, I don't need to leave here ever. I really don't need to do any tours. I really don't need to. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all there. So I went, oh, my God, that's it. That's what I need to do with my spa. It's all here, even if it's in one service, right? I agreed. And it takes away that pressure of upselling or having your client feeling uncomfortable because you're trying, you might, you know, be just genuinely saying you need this service, but if it just comes across as that upselling, it takes away a little bit of the specialness of it. But if it's all wrapped into like, you come in and we're going to take care of your brows, however that looks. Well, in the end, this, they're all sales. You're upselling everything. You just, yeah. you're not really doing it. Like, I think we need to take that out of the fact that if you're just focused on that side of it, then you lose that genuineness of the mm-hmm. service itself and maybe your, your pathway of what you're, what, why'd you start in the beginning? You know, and I get it. Cause you, you fall into the crunch of, oh my God, I got to pay rent. Oh my God. I got to put food on the table. I got to do this. I have to do this. My time is limited. So what are some unique things that you could do? So it's like, you got to work smarter, not harder, right? Like, I think people forget they just fall into that work day, not even thinking. Yeah. And look and say, oh, I'm not even booked, but, or I need to get, I need more clients. I need to get busier. Sit back and read and research. And do you notice I didn't say social media? I think we forget there's other resources out there oh, and yes. it's this jumping on the trend of what's going to go out soon. So watch how much money you're putting into things. Brows aren't going away. People yeah. brows are not going away. You In know, fact, they're free advertising too, because when somebody loves their brows and where they got them done, they're going to be talking about it. They're going to get compliments yeah. and they're going to be like, Oh my God, I got them at this place. Or, you know, yeah. that's and how you can also promote your 
you have to say like I did your brows during and you're like oh my god it's so amazing oh my god I'm gonna come back good oh I'm so glad you love it so would you please share that with others I'm I would love to take on more clients yeah even if you're busy yeah don't ever I'm gonna tell you I learned myself they think you're too busy they won't call you yeah so make sure they're your first phone call so and then true. you better figure it out you figure out what to do yeah. and how to make it right then the ball's back on your court to try to to help mm -hmm. that and don't ever say oh my god I mean if I told clients what my life was like when I ran my business they probably would never call to come in because it was busy it was mm -hmm. crazy I can't remember I think I told you the hat scenario I used to do yeah wear my hat at home be the mom the wife the you know and then I'd pull up to the spa and go okay take the hats off what hat am I wearing when I get in oh yes marketing that's my first job get in, do my marketing, take it off. Okay, I'm service provider now, take it off. I'm now HR, whatever it may be, team player, extra help, backup, front desk, like you name it. Like sometimes legitimately through the day and then you get caught up in all that mm -hmm. all the time. So just watch, life is busy. And I know with many of you with kids, I know, I hear you completely. Just chalk it out in your daytime. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to investigate the brow thing that I heard on the podcast from Beauty Babble. Put it in your agenda mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to spend a solid hour just researching this. Yeah. Is it worth coming in? Do I visualize myself adding the service? How do I get it if I'm not trained? Mm -hmm. Who can I talk to? What do I need? And jot it down. And then if you didn't get it all done in one hour, just hold it, schedule it in again so you can get that done. Because I tell you, time's going to go by so fast. Mm -hmm. And before you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to do that. That was like three months ago. I never did anything about that. Absolutely. That's a huge part of it. Okay, so what would I say? Browistas. It's time. <laughs> go and conquer. <laughs> That's it. Go and conquer. Browse Love it. This is a good <laughs> way to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Doreen. Always lovely chatting with you. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. You too. We'll be back next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Beauty Babble. 